On today's episode, we're back with another edition of our resort series, and this time, it's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. This is episode 91 of the Off the Monorails podcast. Everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is the Off the Monorails podcast. I'm your host, Jordan, joined today, as always, by my fantastic, lovely, handsome co-host, Dapper, Justin and Ryan. <laughs> Fellas, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for that grand intro. Well, yeah, it's a grand hey. type of episode. Hey, Ooh, I, I like what how you did, you did that. Ooh. Ooh. I like what you did there. I'm... Um, once again, two episodes in a row, uh, feeling good, fresh off of another Disney trip. So, I love it. He's back in the element, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Yeah, I went back, two weeks baby. in a row. It's it's an addiction again. I finally uh, <laughs> fell off the wagon. <laughs> oh, man. It's a good habit. My turn though. next. Yes. Oh, it yeah. is your turn next. And hopefully it's the three of us together for your next turn. So, yeah, hopefully that is uh, we're coming to some resolution on planning. So stay tuned to the socials at Off the Monorails, wherever you're following us at. If you're not following us, make sure you do so. Uh, Stay tuned. What are you doing with your lives? Got a lot of things in the works right now. So stay tuned on there and and join us for some of that fun, too, and interact with us. Love love when we hear from new people. It's already November. Like, happy November, guys. But, like, how is it already November? November? (laughs) It does feel like it, but how is it already November? Like Halloween's past us now at this point at time of recording. Yeah. Uh I'm a little taken back by it. I don't I don't know if I'm ready for Christmas to be here yet. I'm I don't feel like I'm ready. So but But you are ready at the same time. Are. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Like I'm ready. I'm not, but <laughs> spiritually I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm like Tiger King a little bit. Like well, I will never uh, financially recover from this, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, at least it's we're getting a little bit of you know coolness in the air. We uh, you know Man, these forties. I'll take it. Um, it's the good bundle up weather. You get around to the parks and just have that nice breezy weather. You know, Ryan and I we'll talk about it a little bit and let's wrap this thing. Let's roll this thing right into a coffee break. Man, I like. Let's it. do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's kick it off. So as always, our coffee break is brought to you by our good friends at Expedition Roasters. Be sure and give them a visit through our affiliate link in the episode description at expeditionroasters.com. And right now, you've really got to go check them out because they have some pre-order available for some holiday roasts. We got a peppermint mocha roast, and then we have a jolliest bunch of assholes roast. <laughs> so, love it. Love the reference. Um, I love it, Love man. the reference. One yeah. of the best Christmas movies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and this one, of course, is an eggnog roast. So I'm definitely gonna check this out um drink it out of your like marty always try to preach oh Ooh. you have to mm. you have to but always use our code off the monorails at checkout to save yourself 10 percent on every order in the future and also get your car up to 65 dollars or more and you will get free shipping within the continental u.s so once again expeditionroasters.com 
uh, give them a visit. And fellas, let's let's kick off this coffee break. What we got going? Yeah. So just as I was mentioning, I mean, this, the cool weather, the the breezy weather at the parks. Ryan, you and I got to experience this together a little bit in our own separate ways, but we eventually got got caught with each other at Epcot uh, this past weekend. And man, it was it was just a beautiful, beautiful time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the afternoons had you know a little bit of warmth to them, but the the breeze that carried across World Showcase Lagoon the day that we shared at Epcot, it was a it was a magical time. And you know, we were there the same day that Hanson was in concert, so a little bit of oh man, a little bit of nineties action. Uh, there was a lot of people that were lining up early for that concert. There was people that had umbrellas set up <laughs> wow, at like really? 1030. We saw all the t-shirts all around. That was oh, pretty. Yeah. Oh man. I, trivia question real quick, guys. This is actually a trivia question at work. So any of my coworkers that are fans of the podcast listening right now, you will, you will know this. Thank you for listening, by the way. Uh, if you, if you're, yes. if your coworkers aren't listening to the podcast, what are they doing? Share, share, make sure they're listening. Um, what year was Mbop released? What year, guys? Ninety six. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm feeling just before the the whole boy band thing really took off in ninety nine. So feeling ninety seven. Oh, Justin got it. Ninety seven. Good job, Justin. I was trying to remember as the when the question was posed to me, I was trying to remember where where I was because I remember I remember right. where we were. I remember our cousin Jonathan. Shout out, Jonathan. Uh, had the album. Got the album as soon yes. as it came out. Uh, don't hey, don't come like at us. Too. And then the we had we had all the, like the the instruments in the room at their house, and yeah. we were just like kind of yeah, making our own band version of the song. Well, like we had triplet cousins, and one had a drum set, one had a guitar, and one had keyboards. They, they had we had like our own like potential Hanson in our own family, <laughs> and then Justin and Jordan and I we all respectively picked up guitar and bass and i played drums for a little bit and then switched to guitar but we we all had a little musical bug in us there for a while yeah. still do yeah i still own a couple of guitars yeah 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 yep. it was just it was just funny I, it, it was like a culmination yeah. like kind of all came full circle for us uh with that going on at epcot and and then playing there uh and us being there at that time and then having that Good having memories. that trivia question kind of just reignited all those sparks and memories so just I thought you guys would Makes appreciate. Me feel old. Yes, yes. Nine, yeah. I remember when that album dropped. Yeah, like I, I remember when <laughs> the, the whole boy band craze old. just blew up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So man. fun time. Yeah, but back when you could go buy CDs, still like it was still the thing. Oh to do. man, you remember um, like Sam Goody and uh, what was that yeah. other oh, yeah. Turtle music? Fye, Fye, Fye. Yeah. yeah, at the mall. The Turtle music, um, where on Dunn Avenue, right? The where you actually yeah. they had those long plastic sleeve cases that the CDs oh, came in. Oh my had the handle on the bottom. Yes, they, they, yes. they, they stacked yeah. up tall, oh, my gosh. so you could sort through yep. them like records almost. Man, man. that's. <laughs> Nostalgia, take the damn we, wheel. There right was still here. cassettes for sale when oh, yeah. we were yeah. in the market yeah. for CDs. Yeah, and we're then, not aging like, ourselves at all. <laughs> you you weren't shit unless you had an anti-skip Walkman. Oh man, oh, like I I remember I, that was actually like my first major purchase for myself was my was yeah. my CD player, CD my player. personal CD player. And yep. oh man, I remember I still remember going and getting it. 
Yeah. Bro, I remember dropping the money on the big iPod, the f- like one of the big. Oh ones. yeah, like the yeah. iPod Video. When those Bro, came, that was another. Was, that was another oh, game changer. Man. But that's, I mean, that's definitely years down the road. But there's nothing like getting that nice personal CD player, dropping in a fresh, you know, Creed CD in there, and just yeah. listening on oh. repeat. Yeah, let, man, let's age ourselves. The man let's, just brought up Creed. Let's let's age ourselves. Let's head on down to Circuit City and get some new headphones. <laughs> Dude, I kid you not. I I bought my first high definition TV from Circuit City going out of business sale. <laughs> it was like the Best man. Buy before Best Buy became a thing. Oh man, God, Circuit we're City. old. <laughs> Radio Shack. But yeah, like like Jordan mentioned, we uh, we both had respective weekends down at Disney. I got to bring my kids back; it's their first visit back since Father's Day weekend. So we got some Epcot action, a little bit of food and wine, rode some rides. The kids got to get on Cosmic Rewind again. So, oh man, yeah, good times. Uh, had a we had a, a, some late evening action at Magic Kingdom for for late hours. They were open till eleven that night. And we stayed for quite a bit, um, and then. You know, the next day we got some more Magic Kingdom action for the better part of the day or early into the afternoon and rode some good rides. Brianna got to do mine trains during the fireworks and she uh, yeah. graced us with such nice. a lovely video of the finale of Happily Ever After as they were climbing the first drop of Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Yeah, that's on socials so, as well. Yeah, go check that one out. Yeah, that was it awesome. is. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a queen for holding on to her <laughs> phone and getting such good footage. Um, yeah, this a, a great weekend to have the whole family. Mom was in tow with us too. Yeah. Um, Jordan, what all did you get into in your weekend? Yeah, I mean, after we we you know we went and met up with you guys, um, and I just want to uh, point out real quick too. Right before we met up with you at Epcot, you know, we had gone over, and uh, the first thing we actually did when we got to Epcot, this was our first time being there. Even though we had gone to down to Disney World uh, a few weeks ago. We hadn't, we didn't go to Epcot in that trip, and this was the first trip that we were at Epcot since uh, Journey of Water has been open um, to the public. So we went and experienced Journey of Water, which I, I don't know if Ryan, I don't know if you went through there yet. Man, it is. I, I was, I was really surprised by it, like in a very good way. I've yet to go through it yet. Okay. Uh, our next visit, that is going to be my focal point, is to check that out. Yeah, it was. I want to get through there when it's not as populated to, to get see. some good pictures. Yeah, so. no, we, you know, it was probably about 10 o'clock when we were going through. And yeah, it was, there was some people, right? There was a line of people and kind of, you got to get in these little spots of congestion. But overall, it still was like, you could still navigate pretty easily. Um, I thought the, I thought it was it was it was a much bigger experience than I thought it was going to be. Like it just felt like it just kept going on and on when I expected it to already be ending, sort of thing, uh, which is also nice. I think it's going to offer okay. a great. It's going to be a great place for kids to take take that like that little bit of break and cool off a little bit in the mist and the water. Go splash around in the water a little bit, and get wet, and get cooled off during the summer months. Um, I think in the oh, winter yeah. months it's going to be a little bit more difficult because of people trying to be cautious of being wet. right um but i it was great the theming is fantastic uh they the the attention to detail uh all the hidden things there really really cool so i was really impressed with that first and foremost um and then we went and did uh and got some food in world showcase uh, because we were still trying to hit some of the booths from Food and Wine Festival. And we went to Morocco to Tangerine Cafe. 
basically got one of everything off the menu. It's <laughs> what yeah, I told I want it all. Um, yeah. And then I don't know if you guys have done this yet, but I want to make sure the audience knows about it in the very back of Morocco. Uh, so very easy to just walk right past and not even know it's there. Um, there used to be a restaurant back there mm -hmm. and the space is still open. Um, and what they're using it for right now is the Florida blue lounge and very simple. You just go in, you, you literally go into the, uh, my Disney experience app, search Florida blue, and essentially it takes you to their website to write, you know, register for a pass, uh, for that lounge. And it's good for the rest of the festival duration. Oh. So I think like the 16th or 17th of November, I think it's good for right now. Um, and you can just go in after you do that, you show them the little pass, the QR code, and you go in there. They've got, of course, seating and tables and things like that. But they've got uh, some they've got some snacks in there. They've got some drinks in there for free. They got some activities for the kids for free, um, which the, the activities were like some like they did where they're doing henna tattoos. They were doing some like stone art uh, kind of okay. thing. Uh, it was it was really nice. It was just so a very great culturistic. Well, yeah, and it was just a good place to sit down, have some AC, even though it wasn't really hot outside, right? Like, comparatively speaking, it was still a good place to take a break, eat, enjoy the food from the from the booths, right? Uh, and get some activities in. And again, free, free, free sodas, free waters and stuff in there, too. Uh, so it was just a really cool... Uh, really cool place to go and, and spend some, spend some time. And that's what we did right before we, uh, we met up with you guys, Ryan. Um, but after that, you know, and getting going back and taking a break at the hotel, we, we went back out that night to Hollywood studios and we were met with what was, what felt like a very empty park, which was a breath of fresh air. Pleasant surprise. Um, you know, all of the space. I sent you guys a picture of what it was like in Galaxy's yeah, Edge when you were walking like through there. Disney. It was night and day. Yeah, it was a night night and day difference from when we were walking through that same area a few weeks ago. And it was, you know, you were shoulder to shoulder with the crowd. And this time it was, I mean, there was no one around. You know, I think in the picture, I think there's five people in my photo that I took from the entire like marketplace area. Wow. It, it was, it was great. Uh, so we enjoyed some good rides and, and fast you know uh you know wait times and uh and of course got to go to you know visit baseline uh that evening and i'll say man the cooler the cooler weather at baseline is is undefeated yeah you know it's just totally different especially the the it those lights come on at night at baseline and the music's just going it's it's a good vibe and you guys know that so um yeah, that's pretty much what we got into uh, the weekend. We didn't go anywhere on Sunday, um, and but overall, it was a it was a really good trip. Glad glad we got to meet up for a little bit and you know see the family and uh, I, it just uh, it was a really really solid weekend and can't wait to be back in a back in a few more weeks. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say too because you were talking about uh, Hollywood Studios being light as far as the the crowds on Saturday night. Sunday, mm -hmm. when we went to Magic Kingdom in the morning time, that was actually a party day. One of the, um, I think it's still starting yeah. to wind down to the last few parties for the Halloween for Mickey's Not So Scary. And yeah. um, Olivia and I rode Space Mountain, and it was a 20-minute wait at noon on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So that tells yeah, you that's a lot how, there. Yeah, I, that's how it was pretty much um, a couple weeks ago when we were there, right? It, and then the wait times had started to go up. 
um, around maybe like one o'clock. And I think that was mostly due to the fact that some of the rides had gone down at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So you couldn't, you know, the dispersity of the people uh, wasn't as broad. So I think that influenced it some there. But uh, but yeah, that's that is the theme. If if there's a party going on and that will probably continue right through to for the for the very Merry Christmas parties at Magic Kingdom uh, for the holiday season. If you were looking to go to Magic Kingdom and have a lower wait time, go on party days because people just, for whatever reason, don't seem to go to Magic Kingdom on party days. Yeah. So I don't know why. It's but so uh, another piece of news coming out of the Disney World pipeline. Uh, I seen that, and I'm sure you guys know too, uh, Jordan. You sent us the link to it, but Monorail Yellow had a little bit of a mishap this week. <laughs> uh, some guests it. had to be evacuated by our friends at Reedy Creek Fire Department uh, between mm-hmm. Epcot and Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it blew a tire. It pulled a Lightning McQueen. Yep. And um, I can only imagine what that felt like because I know the monorail gets up to its top speed of 32 miles an hour. Yeah, at this stretch of uh, track. So, I, <laughs> uh, from what you know, speculation was a loud explosion and the smell of burning rubber. Uh, I imagine that probably scared the hell out of a few people. When I'm sure they got some <laughs> gift cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, that's what I'm curious. Like, what's the, all right? What's the compensation? How much you giving yeah, me? Yeah, I'm trying you know? to get some of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, did you see uh, too um, that Disney has now officially agreed to buy? the the comcast share of hulu really so now yeah disney uh will effectively own 100 percent of hulu now Conglomerate um, in the making <laughs> yeah uh they they bought comcast share which was 33 percent uh from their original agreement uh, a few years back uh it's around eight billion dollars sheesh assets galore so, so whenever it's time to start shelling out for financial reasons yeah so we'll see um we'll see how this changes their their media product right and see what they can do with from a streaming platform um and see if it helps helps the business overall because you know the streaming has been one of their one of their downfalls right now uh overall right uh because based on the investment they have and that's a strong uh that's a strong price tag to, a big to pay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. for something that's been struggling historically for them, so I'm interested to see what happens from it. As uh, should their stockholders and shareholders. Yes. And uh, as most of you Disney folks know, the month of November it, it brings along some some new festivities. That would be all the Christmas decorations. Uh, Main Street has been transformed overnight now. The resorts are starting to get their, you know, sprinklings of uh, holiday cheer. Uh, we have some Christmas trees going up. We have uh, gingerbread houses going up at all of the, um, I don't know, is it all the monorail loop resorts that get gingerbread houses or select ones? Select, yeah. And I know uh, last year it was Grand Floridian and Contemporary. Yeah. And then Yacht Club is also getting a treatment this year as okay. well for, for gingerbread yep. display. And then, you know, uh, Beach Club always gets its uh, fantastic village. Uh, mm-hmm. the, you know, it's so good. Uh, uh, it's it's one of my favorite times of year for Disney because, you know, Christmas at Disney, when we experienced it at Animal Kingdom Lodge during the week of Thanksgiving, uh, mm-hmm. you know, having all the, the Christmas decorations already up and the tree and everything, 
it was uh it was next level and that was my very first experience with seeing any christmas decorations <laughs> on disney property so <laughs> i got very very spoiled and yeah. um of course you know with, with us talking about gingerbread houses and trees going up in the lobbies this pretty much just segues us into our main topic of today and that being uh, disney's grand floridian resort and spa and uh they're notoriously known for their gingerbread house which makes the lobby smell so so good and mm -hmm. um the shingles off of the off the roof of that house uh the dark chocolate covered shingles <laughs> yeah man, yes i have bought my fair share of those and they are quite tasty mm -hmm. so um without you know nothing more being said let's let's roll right into disney's grand floridian resort yeah, so if you aren't familiar with uh, our Resort Talk series we've been doing so far, uh, you can check out the catalog uh, of episodes and uh, reference some of the resort series for the value resorts. We've gone through all of those, uh, the moderate resorts, and now we're on to the deluxe uh, resorts. And uh, for for these episodes, we'd like to go through and dive into some of the history of the resort, let you know kind of just a little bit about the background and kind of how it came to be. Uh, a little bit about the layout and the room types you could expect at the resort, uh, and then uh, go through the accommodations, the activities, the dining, of course, and the transportation and some of the other uh, nuances to go along with each resort. So, uh, Justin, if you want to do us the honor of uh, kicking off some of the history with Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. Yes, sir. So, uh, the whenever it was opened on june 28th 1988 so jordan just a few months after we were born yeah, yeah. uh Old. the original title <laughs> is grand floridian beach resort mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was later renamed to the disney grand floridian resort and spa um, as we do know it is uh themed after the victorian era beach resorts along florida's east coast uh, during the late 19th and early 20th centuries, uh, the exterior, I, I did not know this, the exterior is modeled after the Mount Washington Resort in Bretton Woods, New Hampshire. And in, uh, uh, some inspiration was uh, taken from the Hotel Del Coronado in Coronado, California, mm -hmm. uh, which is known for its red gabled roofs and white walls. Yep. Um, and additional inspiration was also uh, taken from the former Bellevue Biltmore Hotel in uh, Bel Air, Florida. Yeah. If you uh, look at the, if especially the Hotel Del Coronado, if you look at that, I mean, if you put that, you see, yeah, it. it's it it looks like it could be the Grand Floridian. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, Disney initially wanted like the the main. Uh, monorail loop resorts mm -hmm. to reflect the areas that they uh are just outside of so like polynesian was supposed to reflect Adventureland, yeah contemporary to echo tomorrowland uh and then grand Floridian was kind of in the middle there with uh like like main street so it, it kind of had to go hand in hand with that uh the resort was designed by the disney company and executed by the architectural f uh firm uh, Wimberly, Allison, Tong, and Goo. Yeah, uh, yeah, and this is what's interesting about it is like it's it's the it's the one Disney resort that's super analogous of especially those compared to what it's surrounded by, right? When you have 
the mm-hmm. Polynesian, you have the contemporary, and even factor in the you know, Wilderness Lodge. I mean, it is completely unique in that aspect. And another one of those funny little things about this resort is this is this is originally supposed to be an Asian themed resort. Yeah, you know, that's that that blows my mind. Like, could you imagine having like an Asian inspired resort in place of the Grand Floridian? Uh, it's hard to imagine, right? Well, now. it's hard to imagine anything being there other than the Grand Floridian because it's become this darling, right? It's become right. The, the the flagship essentially of Disney resorts. You know, when people think of deluxe Disney resorts, a lot of people think of the Grand Floridian, uh, yeah. and I mean, rightfully so, right? It is called the Grand Floridian for for a reason. It is grand. It's very grand. very large property. Uh, and the, you know, and so it is that old regal style, you know, Victorian style, um, hotel. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy to think that there's possibility it wouldn't have ever existed. Yeah. And to your point, Jordan, with, um, the Grand Floridian being the benchmark of Disney resorts, it has been featured in. Quite a few films, you know, like the the Beach Boys yeah. performed their music video for the song Kokomo at this yeah. resort. And then it's also been featured in Full House and mm-hmm. many other uh, sitcoms. Mm-hmm. So it's it's almost um, synonymous with... Uh, like pop culture. With, well, yeah, like Disney is synonymous with Grand Floridian whenever it comes to, you know, screenplay. Like it's, it's yeah. Been put on yeah. TV several times, and when people see that resort and that skyline, they immediately think Disney. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's for, that's for sure. That's for sure. I just like to know what uh what Danny was doing on Full House to be able to take all them people to the Grand Floridian <laughs> in the nineties. Hey, don't ask the questions you don't want answers to. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and being how big and grand this resort is like we just mentioned uh the resort only boasts 867 rooms and i don't that's probably i don't know if that's counting the new uh wing that was yeah the villas yeah the villas wing that has um has been recently built but it all that also includes 25 additional suites which are the you know th- the bigger rooms the victorian mm-hmm. suite the Roy O disney suite the Walt Disney Suite and the Grand Suite, which are all out of my tax bracket, but <laughs> if you've stayed in those, congratulations, you've made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless, I, I want to stay in one, but I never will. <laughs> well, one of the suites, I, I think, is purely. I mean, those are definitely uh, you know for special uh, budgets and occasions. But we, you know, we got the opportunity to stay here. Uh, myself and my family got the opportunity to stay in one of the villas. Uh, for a couple of nights uh, last year, uh, all thanks to our friends over at DVC Rental Store, um, you know, we were able to find a great deal on some points to rent here. And one of those things that you never think that you're going to be able to stay at at the you know at the Grand Floridian, right? Like you just always look at it. Again, it's synonymous with deluxe resorts and Disney. You're like, man, I'd love to stay there one day, but there's no way I can afford to stay there. And man, we got we we stayed we stayed in one of the DVC rooms at Grand Floridian for uh, for cheaper than we've stayed in the car suites at uh, Art, Art of Animation. So that's, that's why I mean it's uh, it's pretty crazy uh, that some of the deals you can find 
from from DVC Rental Store, and they're great friends and great partners of ours. There's an affiliate link in the episode description if you want to check them more. But uh, just great people, great processes, and great way to save money. So uh, we'll continue to talk about them, and we'll continue continue to use them because we like saving money, and they they have a great product. So if you want to learn more about them, go check them out in the episode description uh, for to learn yeah. more. And um, you know, one of our favorite things about Disney, of course, is the food. So, oh man, we'll uh, we'll kick off some of the food options that are available, starting with quick service. And one of my very favorite places to go to get a coffee, if I'm not watching fireworks within the parks, mm. is Gasparilla Island Grill. And the place is amazing. They have, like I said, coffee. They have different assortments of coffees. You can get hot or cold. They have a, a selection of pastries, and they even have like quick meal options, like sandwiches, chicken sandwiches, or hamburgers, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, fantastic spot. The The seating is amazing because you can look right over uh, the marina where all of the boat rentals are in front of Sugarloaf Key. And mm-hmm. it's a sweet spot to catch some firework action whenever Happily Ever After is doing its thing because I've uh, actually the first time I ever seen Happily Ever After was from yeah. the docks in front yeah. of Gasparilla yep. Island Grill with Justin and all Worth the kids. Doing. Yeah. Worth doing. Underrated. Yeah, I mean, we've had we've had lunch here, we've had breakfast here. It, it's just one of those pretty solid, quick service places, right? Where you can where you can kind of get your sandwiches or, um, you know, get something uh, for the kids. Uh, they've got really good, you know, standard quick service options. Um, but I think what makes this this resort stand out, uh, especially when it comes to food, is just the sheer amount and variety of food options you have Uh, this has to be the the top resort when it comes to food options dining options can you think of any other resort that has more dining options well the fact that it has like quick service all the way up to you know suit and tie required dining options like you have everything from there in between yeah uh available to you including uh private dining within your own room yeah so you have you have a plethora of options here that that you can really tailor make to to suit your needs and uh honestly the the prices that you have in all these options could tame any budget yeah i mean look at like grand Grand floridian cafe right we've we've all enjoyed breakfasts there we've enjoyed dinners there uh i mean and you can get a solid meal you have solid options you have decent steaks uh, available there uh you've got some uh like that lobster th- thermidor burger is always a good choice uh they've got a pretty good mm-hmm. breakfast menu um and uh their their chicken and their chicken and waffles is really good as well um i know i know ryan you're a very big fan of of the chicken itself the fried chicken here oh yeah yep with that bacon the bacon uh onion marmalade they put yeah. on with the mashed potatoes yep. Yep. yeah yeah it's good and and the the cool thing is is that you you have like the the grander element with uh all the visual uh, yeah. architectural designs within you know Grand Floridian and and you don't have the price tag associated to that you you have you have a chance to still have a, a decent budget wise meal option available to you and you don't have to spend an arm and a leg yeah and and still have really really nice atmospheres for picture taking if yeah. you would like yep. the lobby is amazing yeah if you're waiting for your table oh my gosh like it's 
and and the grounds outside, like we said, enjoy happily ever after on the grounds outside with the a coffee. My gosh, it is yeah, perfect. and yeah, yeah. That, that is one thing to point out too, right? Just like how picturesque the grounds and the the resort is, right? Like the 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 lobby itself, and just how again how grand it is, and the sheer size and the the finishes, and mm-hmm. they just went through a refurb of the of the lobby itself, but. Those grounds are always well manicured to the finest detail. Um, always, always perfect looking, in my opinion. Um, but on the dining too, right? You've got great options if you want to go sit down and have a nice waterfront meal uh, with you know with steak and seafood options at Narcuzzi's. You know, we've sat there. My wife and I sat there and had a meal while watching the fireworks happen at magic kingdom and they pipe in all the music right there and you can just sit there and eat your eat your meal with the with the fireworks going off or you can go out into their little balcony there and watch them from there and with all the music coming in and just great option like that you have a citric coast if you want to want another elevated dining experience uh, you've got some, several pool bars, obviously. Uh, you got the Enchanted Rose, which is one of the better bars and lounges yes. at Walt Disney World. Um, Fairly yes, new, too. The, the cocktails are fantastic. Uh, we've talked about some of their uh, quick service, uh, quick kind of bite yep. items to to enjoy. Yep, fries um, and we, assorted nuts yeah, and stuff like that. Great yeah, we've fare. talked about some of those um, on our on our monorail food episode um, back in the catalog. So go check that out if you want to hear some more about that. But yeah, then you have all the way up to, like you said, uh, Justin, the suit and tie going and enjoying a meal at Victorian Alberts, right? Which is a uh, four diamond restaurant that is going to be, you know, a price point for forever. You know, you're, you're going to be spending, you know, an eight, 800, 800 to a thousand dollars on this meal. Um, yeah. And it's a, a, a bottle of glacier water. There is a hundred dollars. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just to put into perspective. Yeah. And it's a, um, right. It's not a, it's, it, it doesn't become it's an elevated dining. Not experience. all restaurants are, are, you know, four diamond, right. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. it's, it's one of those that is, uh, for, you know, special occasion and uh, one of those to be talked about in, be a special dining experience for sure but that's what you have here you have a plethora and a range of options uh so i i think it's pretty incredible the amount of options you have to for dining here and that's not even including the the ability to walk let's talk about that right yeah. that's part of this resort the ability to walk both directions you can walk the pathway to to magic kingdom uh, it's about a 10 to 15 minute walk or lakeside or you can walk over and take another depending on where you're at in the resort 10 to 15 minute walk over to polynesian and you can go enjoy some of their amenities you can go enjoy their shopping and their dining uh their beachfront if you want uh but hot the monorail yeah, right it's around. um it's it's a great it's a great place to uh it's great placement to to be uh for for access yeah and you know being how big the resort is if if you actually see like a bird's eye view map of it, there's so many walkways and cut throughs that that can yeah. kind of take the size of this resort down a little. Uh, but all these walkways lend you to take in every inch of landscaping, mm-hmm. whether that be waterfront or or the the greenery. Uh, I, I've you know I've spent quite a bit of time here, especially like you know getting to dinner early and 
we do that on purpose to get time to go do things like yeah. that while we're waiting for our table to get ready. We'll go around and explore and kind of see things and take some fantastic pictures. But mm-hmm. yeah, this pictures just uh, this resort is meant to just have eyes laid on it. It's, yeah, it's really incredible honestly and that's something i want to talk about ryan is you know so my family and i got to stay here and yes we stayed in the villa so we stayed in the dvc rooms have also been recently renovated um so our experience may you know is is one of the more recent uh inspired uh visits and experiences but i want to talk about like like what it was like staying here uh, versus what it's like to visit here, um, because we've all we've all visited this this property multiple times. Uh, I mean, I had, I visited this property a lot uh, prior to ever staying here. Right? Uh, again, visited with the with the thinking that there's no way I could stay here. Um, but the the amenities themselves, the room accommodations themselves, especially in the DVC rooms. Uh, where they have you know your your studio options, you've got your one bedroom options and your two bedroom options there. Uh, you've got you've got the ability to stay how you want to stay. Um, I will say, staying all the way over in the villa's uh, wing, the DVC area of the hotel, uh, it is displaced over there to the right, kind of next to the wedding chapel. So it is a little bit of a walk if you want to go get something like so if I I wanted to go get some food from Gasparilla, right? Like it was and I did. I went and picked some some food up. Uh, It was a little bit of a hike. It was probably a good, you know, 15 minutes from the room over to Gasparilla just to go get the food. And obviously you got to come back. So uh, it would that was as part of staying there. Right. Uh, But. The lobbies themselves and just like this, the scenery and just being able to take it in and just the, the fine details, um, in everything and all the finishes and the, I mean, down to like the detail touches, like in the mirrors and in the, the drawers and and the bedding and it just, just fantastic. Um, but you know, so that, that's the experience of like staying there, right? Where, you have some you have some pools there um, to enjoy, but the pools are not really the most impressive, in my opinion, when it comes to pools at Disney World. Uh, not uh, not the biggest for, by any means, um, and also just not really much space around it either. We found those kind of disappointing, uh, comparing them to other Disney yeah. resort pools. Um, but that's kind of my perspective from staying there versus visiting there. I think. I think you can almost get the same grasp of of being at Grand Floridian just by visiting. Um, yeah. yeah, you know. So what what do you what's some of your favorite things? And Justin, please chime in too. I don't want to single out Ryan here um, because I know you've visited many many times as well. What's what's some of, like your favorite thing about visiting Grand Floridian? So. We're we're leading into the holiday season, and my favorite thing about visiting the Grand Floridian is during Christmas time. Uh, the sheer elegance, like we've talked about time and time again, uh, how they deck the halls, quote unquote. <laughs> uh, just it, it's so beautiful how they do it, and then you have the smells, the the gingerbread house that is there every single year. 
uh, as a staple for the Christmas time. It is unmatched, unbeatable with the, the lobby, the ambiance that as soon as you go in there and you hear the piano music going yeah, and the Christmas yeah. music and you see all the lights, the trees, the ginger. I mean, it is a spectacle. It is literally like an attraction and visiting during Christmas time, you have a, a genuine appreciation. It kind of reminds me of watching like uh uh, like a like a fifties or sixties Christmas movie, and you get that heartwarming feeling at the end where everybody's together singing Christmas carols and stuff like that. That's hmm. what being in the lobby at Christmas reminds me of at Grand Floridian, and that. it is such a a grand hmm. experience. Okay, well, it, even like the Christmas time itself stands alone in a whole other galaxy when it comes to this resort, but as a year round perspective, where where I get the most out of it is the grandness of the lobby, of course, is is amazing. The old elevator and even down to the Disney characters that are in the tile, oh, the yeah. tiles on the yeah. floor, the silhouettes of Disney characters. Oh, so good. I think is incredible. And even down to like uh the the, the chessboard that's outside uh behind the lobby where you can play chess yeah. out there on the lawn. That kind of tells you the type of resort you're at. And to your point, Jordan, where the pools are you know, on the borderline of lackluster. I don't, you know, most Disney resorts, their pools are their focal point of resorts, you know, such as Yacht and Beach Club with Stormalong sure. Bay. The pool is the feature of that resort. Now, granted, those resorts are beautiful in their mm-hmm. own right mm-hmm. as well. Right. Uh, I think the building and grounds are the focal point of the Grand Floridian. Yeah, that's a good point. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah. So I think it was by design that it lends itself for people to pay more attention to the lobby, pay attention to the the vast spectrum of dining options like we just spoke of, where you can go somewhere in flip-flops and shorts, where you have to go somewhere in a tuxedo that's right above this place. Um, yeah. yeah. I think it's just, it's it's such a fit for so many different people. And that's a that's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes I've gotten the the sense and i'm not sure if i i i'm not sure if staying here changed my mind on it but it's got that reputation almost as like i'm trying to find the best way to say it but snooty or like uh, pretentious yeah right like it almost like it Pompous. has that that feeling like it, that's what it's going to be and that's like all you're going to get from anyone there but i think it's a little bit more inviting than that you know, I, I don't is. think it's the most, yeah. I don't think it's the most like homely or inviting, warm hotel. Right. Um, there, there's m- many other hotels on Disney property alone that uh, are much more uh, inviting uh, innately to you. Uh, but i.e. wilderness lodge. Yes. But from a, from a beauty standpoint and an attractiveness standpoint, uh, especially for anyone into old Florida, right? Victorian-inspired yeah. design, uh, you're going to fall in love with this property, right? Like this is one that my mom absolutely loves, 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 right? And and that's that was actually the motivation for for staying there uh, when we did was to because she always she always talked about staying there, and so 
That's try cool. to make it happen. Right. And so, um, yeah, I mean, visiting here is definitely a little different than staying here, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's that much different. And so I think for anyone that is potentially wanting to stay here, I think it's a very good idea for them to come over and visit as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, take in some of, you know, take in the fireworks from the beach or, or from, you know, from the, uh, you know, next to the boat docks there outside of Gasparilla. Right. Uh, Man. you know, go, go to dinner at Narcusis or Citricos. Um, you know, go walk along the beachfront. Hell go to the ticket and transportation center and just walk through the Polynesian and go, walk around the beach line there. And then follow that path all the way over to Grand Floridian. Just go and yeah, do pop it. Pop in some headphones and get your steps in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's I think that's the biggest thing that comes out of this resort uh in particular is it is such a showcase that people expect it to be the best Disney resort. And I'll tell you right now, from staying there, I'll let you guys, you know, tell me based on just your visits, um, because I like the perspective. But from staying there, it's not the best Disney resort. Uh, do you do you do you guys disagree based on visiting? Not at all. Not at all. Based on what I look for in a resort, it's not the best that I've been to. Yeah. There, there's you know certain things I look for in a resort as a personal perspective. Grand Floridian is amazing. I would love to stay there one day, but it's not the one for yeah. me. Ryan, what what are what are some of those things you think are missing from it? Mm, kind of like what you say, kind of that inviting element. You know, yeah. it's there. There is a stereotype of the pretentiousness of the resort, and you know that's subjective to you know how people portray things. Right. But uh, I would say the the inviting element and maybe. Maybe just the sheer size of it. I think people get intimidated by the sheer size of it and just getting lost in it because there's things you might not ever see there. Yeah. The property is big. The property is very big. Uh, I, I agree with Ryan. Uh, I think it's a, along the... You know how you look at something and you're like, yeah, that's expensive. <laughs> and you don't even need to see the price tag. It's like, yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. Like I think people mm -hmm. just see it and then they're they automatically judge the book by the cover. Right. And and sometimes that's a, a fair assessment in, in some perspectives. And some perspectives it's not, like how we're talking about you actually stayed there. Yeah. Uh, as a visitor, and I've been a visitor many times to this resort, I have a different appreciation to it, despite that, that visual price tag, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my favorite experience out of everything that's offered at Grand Floridian is watching the fireworks with a coffee in my hand right there by the lagoon. That there's, there's nothing that beats that at Grand Floridian for me. And it's free mm -hmm. other than the price of the coffee. Mm -hmm. That's it's, it's all about perspective of what you want to do at the resort. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that you enjoy that too, um, to a degree because it gives you that that sense of elegance um, without you having to fork out the money to have that experience. I think the fact that because Disney resorts are not inclusive to just who is staying yeah. there opens up the idea for 
people to visit these places and be included. Yeah. Uh, no matter what their tax bracket is, you know, we, yeah. we joke about tax brackets all the time, but it's a real thing. Yeah. You know, people people live, you know, within yeah. separate budgets. You know, and it's it's a real thing that we all deal with. But for you no, know, just despite whatever tax bracket your family may fall in, you can all go lakeside and watch happily ever after and enjoy a coffee with your friends and family and have a kick-ass time watching a, a, a great fireworks show and enjoy movies on the lawn yeah. and and ride the monorail just like anybody that is staying at the Grand Floridian. Yeah. And I think that is what makes this so unique despite uh, the, the price tag that is included with staying here. And I, th- and I, that's that's one of the cool things about Disney, and we've harped on this plenty of times as well, that Disney allows their guests to visit their resorts. Mm-hmm. They want you to, like, they encourage mm-hmm. you to visit their resorts. There's, it's not you know just so some coincidence that buses are available from Disney <laughs> Springs to go to each resort. Like, you could literally park yeah, at Disney Springs. There's outlets that yeah. are available. <laughs> they want you to visit because they want you to stay there. So take advantage or of the it. fact if you're at Magic Kingdom, you just hop the monorail yeah. and get off with whatever resort you want on right. the monorail yeah. loop and yeah. boom, you're there. Yeah. And Disney is so intelligent in doing that because they know what they're 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 trying to do. And people like us that don't necessarily have to stay there, but we get to visit there and we get to dine in there, take pictures, walk around and appreciate that and then enjoy a nice fireworks show from there and cap off a fantastic day or evening, even if it doesn't include visiting the parks. That is what separates this, like any of the uh, monorail loop resorts, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Because they all have the advantage of taking oh. in the Magic Kingdom's fireworks shows at, at night. And if you've never done this, I highly encourage you to do it with your family to cap off a night. I, I it, it will blow your mind how cool that, that experience is. Yeah, and... This is one of those resorts too, where, like you just said, it's it's all about what you're looking for in the resort to pull the trigger on staying here. If the juice is worth the squeeze, if you're just looking for somewhere to lay your head after a long day at the parks, it's probably not the yeah. place for you. Right. This is the place where you're going to need one or two days just to go visit things inside the resort mm-hmm. itself and experience mm-hmm. things and enjoy the dining, enjoy whatever amenities are yeah. available. Um, you definitely, it, it's an experience. It's more than just a stay. It, being there is an experience, and it deserves at least a full day of being there and not even worrying yeah. about the parks. Yeah, I I fully agree. Let's talk about some of those things you can do if you're enjoying some of the resort amenities and activities like like the spa, right? It's Grand Floridian Resort yep. and, spa, and Spa, right? So it is uh, definitely known for its spa. Uh, it's one of the few Disney resorts that has an active spa still. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is one of those uh, that is, you know, seeked out by a lot of people. It's very popular. Yeah. Uh, they have a lot of different uh, different ser- spa services that they offer here. Uh, body treatments, massages, manicures. Uh, you can get your hair cut here if you want. I mean, you can do wh- wh- whatever you want there. Uh, they've got some... Um, some relaxation and other other things there and services for you at the spa. Uh, they've got the 24-hour fitness center in the gym, like a lot of the deluxe resorts have. Uh, they've got some great shopping options here, uh, and, oh, you yeah. know, including Basin, 
uh, where you know we like to go. I think Ryan mentioned it on his on his trip trip report last uh, last episode. Uh, just go and gotta walk, go wash your hands, you know, in basin. Take advantage. Yeah. Um, well, and and uh, one thing that's unique about the merchandise here is you have a couple of different levels of merchandising between M Mouse Mercantile, which is basically your your run of the mill Disney Resort gift shop. And then you have Curious or Clothiers where you can get higher yeah. in clothing, such as khakis yeah. and polos yeah. and pullovers yeah. and sweater vests. Tommy Bahama, like you're talking about Vineyard Vines. Yep. Yeah, you're going to find a little bit. Yeah. So once again, there's a full spectrum of, of, of people there trying to uh, attract there, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, no matter what your yeah. what your budget is. Yeah. And that's the beauty of this place. Like it's it's there for everybody, and, and you wouldn't think that just visually, but there's literally something there for everybody to appreciate and take in. Yeah, and then last but not least, the transportation. Uh, we you know we've already talked a little bit about the monorail, and this of course is on the monorail loop, and it's that's obviously because it's one of the, it has a monorail station to stop. Uh, so provides you very, very quick access to the Magic Kingdom. It's literally one stop away. Um, if you're coming back from the Magic Kingdom, well, you're the last stop. Uh, yep. But a quick and easy route to to Magic Kingdom, or if you want to go to the other resorts like uh, Contemporary, uh, then you could easily take the monorail there, or even to Polynesian. Even though I recommend the walk along the beach, it's a little bit a little bit nicer, I think. Um, and then they have buses as well. So the buses that take you to, uh, the Disney parks, uh, outside of magic kingdom. I don't believe there's service to magic kingdom via bus there, but it will take you everywhere else you want to go. So, um, those are your, your transportation options. Hey, let's not forget the boat. Well, I was going to say those are your transportation options to, to destinations, but if you want to go have some recreation activity, then you can, there uh, you, you can take the boats, uh, out for some, Recreation, like the pontoon boats, like we took out, uh, and then uh, you can also they do have the the friendship boat services from uh, from the resort docks over to Magic Kingdom docks as well. So don't want to forget those. But uh, but yeah, pretty good array of options as far as your transportation goes. Uh, of course, you can ride the monorail and and transfer over for the Epcot line at the Ticket Transportation Center. So you can reach Epcot via monorail from here as well, uh, technically. Uh, but if you want to go to any other parks uh, like Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom, uh, then it is a bus or driving for you. Yep. It's all, all, all about balance. You know, some resorts have ease of access to certain parks and others are kind of left out there to dry. So it's mm-hmm. by design. You know, that's why they have... Uh, certain resorts near these theme parks, it you know, it attracts guests that are more maybe focused towards Epcot or Hollywood Studios to stay at Riviera, or Caribbean Beach, or Art of Animation. And, you know, this is why we break down all of these options every time we cover a resort on this series, because if you're geared towards maybe focusing maybe more on Magic Kingdom, then maybe the monorail yeah. loop is something you yeah. need to look into because it utilizes your your best accessible yep. time possible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is a, this is a good resort. Don't get me wrong. Right. This is a, this Solid. is a very popular resort for a reason. There's, I mean, people flock to this resort. Um, 
it's I mean, even the just recently, I think just this week, uh, they've Disney's reported that the DVC contracts are completely sold out. They're 100 percent sold oh, wow. for the Grand Floridian uh, villas. So this is a popular resort. This this is one that is a destination for many, many people. Uh, for many people, it's their bucket list resort at Disney. Um, again, uh, my opinion is uh, is that it's not the best. Um, but again, that's my opinion, right? That it is still subjective. Uh, so, yep. uh, so yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a good resort. Definitely, definitely, definitely go visit, especially during the holiday season, like we're upon. Uh, if you want to go see some, some good decorations, go see this resort during the holiday season and take in that giant Christmas tree in the lobby, all the music and other decorations along, of course, with that gingerbread display, which is just incredible if you've never seen it um yeah get yourself a chocolate covered uh gingerbread shingle yeah. in a coffee you won't be yeah. disappointed at all. yeah trust the fact that you can buy gingerbread inside a gingerbread house oh incredible incredible yeah like <laughs> what else do you really need from life so uh so yeah uh go go visit this resort go visit these restaurants go Enjoy a coffee down by the marina or on the beach and just take it in and see for yourself. What do you think about it? So and we'll we'll post a question on our socials and let us know if you've stayed there, if you haven't stayed there, if you want to stay there, if you said I, I can't afford that. Did you did you know that you could go rent the points to stay there? Uh, we'll 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 hit us up on the socials. We'll talk about it there. Uh, so go check out off the, you know, at off the monorails. Go check us out on Instagram. Uh, TikTok, X, uh, Threads, we're on there. Uh, go, go, go! Look at our socials and uh, be on the lookout for some uh, engagement posts to uh, to answer. So, and while you're on the World Wide Web, don't forget to visit our website, offthemonorails.com. You're going to be able to see a lot more in-depth information with blog uh, entries that we have had over the course of the two years that this podcast has been around covering things uh, from dining to restrooms. We have everything in between, so go check that out. It's a really good tool for planning some some trips to the parks and helps you out a lot. And don't forget, there's some shops that are available. Let me try that again. And don't forget, there is a shop available on our website as well, full of all kinds of merch that Jordan has designed and put up there. For the season, some stuff related to the podcast and mannerisms and things that we have uh, trademark stamp, copyrighted, triple stamp, the double stamp. We've done it all, and uh, it's it, it's a good time. We enjoy making the uh, the merchandise that we offer there. It's not cheesy at all. It's great Disney merchandise, and it's been tested and approved all in the parks. We're we're, we're not we don't go cheap on it. It's it's really high quality stuff. So make sure you go check that out. Hey, you never know. Grab yourself something or get a get someone else a gift. Be the gift that keeps on giving. So don't forget, offthemonorails.com while you're on internets. And lastly, make sure and check out all of our great partners in our episode description below. We've got affiliate links for each one. And um, they all got great products that we stand by. And some of those include a little bit of a discount. So do yourself a favor and, and check them out. Save yourself a little bit of money. Get you some good coffee. Maybe rent some DVC points. Maybe get some some candles from our friends at 1901 Candle Co. You name it. We've got a, a full plethora 
uh, of things you could dive into and, and get for a great price. Yeah, and listen, I mean, we've got a lot of a lot of things coming up, so please, please stay tuned. Uh, please also, if you want to help us out, leave us a rating and review on your podcast platform that you're listening to right now. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and click those stars. Go ahead and write us a review real quick. Let us know what we're doing right. Uh, let others know what you like about the show. Uh, Spotify, go ahead and click those stars too. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you guys sharing our show. Uh, it's the best way for us to grow and help other people and have fun Absolutely. along the way. Uh, and that's all we're here to do. So uh, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us, thank you so much for giving us a shot. If this is your 91st time listening to us, thank you so much for your loyalty. Thank you so much for being on this journey yes. with us. Uh, we can't wait to give you back more and more. Uh, and we aim to do just that. So, guys, I think that'll put a pin in this one. And uh, I am I'm so excited for some of the things that we are are getting closer to. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't say it better. Yeah, I'm excited. We got a, a lot of good things on the future. We hope our uh, we hope our listeners enjoy the time with us and uh, strap in. The fun is just beginning. Yeah. Uh, so, with that being said, we will catch you next week, same time, same place. I'm Jordan. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. And this is Off the Monorails. Thank you.